I did the most classic simp thing to you on the weekend, Connor, where I got like really fucking pissed and and I just messaged you it like, was so sweet. I love my, I, I love our show. I love you. Oh, talking about Doctor Who's so good. I love doing it. Yeah. And, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that was great. It was really, it was really, um, it was really kind of like wholesome. I, I wasn't expecting it, was. it, but I, yeah, I got all these messages on Saturday. It was, it was really sweet. It was really <laughs> kind. Uh, I don't care, and you can simp for me. I'm glad you love the show as much as I do. It, it. Yeah. it it's so much more successful than I thought it would be. I didn't think it would... I don't know, when you said we should do it again, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work, but... Yeah. We but defined hey, all odds. I don't know how, right. but we did. We are defining all the oods. The oods, yeah. Did you turn your camera off? Because I feel like you did. I did. There's a huge storm in Perth right now, folks, and there's going to be... Uh, we're trying to stop lag between our conversation because it's just like... It's like an absolute fucking storm out there today. Yeah. I would know. I've been stuck in it all day. I literally got absolutely drenched from my socks to my head. Yeah, it was awful. So fucking if sun. you hear all the wind and the rains outside, we apologize. If it gets really bad, we'll, we'll go on standby and we'll be back after some messages. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Aiden just uh, left the window open. That's why it's so loud. That's right. Yeah, it's just my neighbor yelling, actually. Um, as, as per usual. As per usual. Connor, uh, I have a I have a fun a fun thing for us to do at the start of this. Oh hell yeah! I'm excited. Today. Let's do it. Dab right, yeah. So I literally found it like half an hour ago. I was scrolling through okay. Twitter, and are you familiar with the game Twenty Questions? Uh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So I found like uh, a version of like a Doctor Who version that like guesses the character or monster or species or just anything Doctor Who that Doctor Who that you're thinking of. Okay. So I thought uh That's you, cool. you think of something, anything. Right it, it can be a sentient being, a place, a thing, or something unknown. You just think okay. of anything Doctor Who related and I'm gonna work this machine and we're gonna I love see it. This if is great. this computer can figure out what Doctor Who thing you're thinking about, okay? Okay, so it could be anything. Anything. Okay. Alright, I think I've got... Alright, yeah, i got something. Okay, so, the first question. Okay. Is it a sentient being, place, or a thing? Or is it unknown? So, at, when you say the first one, a being, do you mean like... Is it like a, like a creature that's intelligent? Like a... Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a creature, yeah. It's like a... I wouldn't say it's a alien, but it kind of is. Okay. Did it ever cross paths with the Tenth Doctor? Yes. Okay, yes. Is it scarier than a Cyberman? No. No. Was it originally human? No. Did it ever meet Rose Tyler? Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be... I feel like I've got too much of an easy one. God. Is it edible? No. Does it feel love? Uh, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Does it have powers of regeneration? No. Is it wise? Uh, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it furry? No. Does it have any family? Yes, I'd say yes, yeah. Can it take human form? No. Does it have historic significance? Uh, as in for, like, the show itself? Uh, n- no, pro- or- I- I'd say probably in terms of, like, history, like, human history, like, did it... Did no. It- no? No. Is it larger than a Sontaran? Mm, no. Sontarans are pretty short, remember that? No, it's not. No? Okay, we're on question 15, so he's only got five more to guess it. Is it female? Okay. It's not, no. Is it smaller than a Dalek? Yes. I am guessing that it is the Ood. Are you saying that or is it saying that? That's what it's saying. No, it's K9. Oh, you weren't supposed to tell me. Let's see if we can guess. Um, I'm going to go oh, with... Oh, sorry. I thought, I, thought that was, I thought that was a thing guessing So the it. next question is, is it alien? Uh, no, not really. Is it robo- robotic? Yes. Ah, and question 20. I'm guessing that it's K9. <laughs> Fuck. 
Wow. Oh shit. Sorry. I I thought you said it says it's this. That yeah. That that that's what it said. Um. No. That, but that was it. Guessing. So you can click like no, and it'll keep asking more questions. Shit. Wow. But it got you on question twenty. It got it's canine. Shit. How was that? I always wondered how the hell it does this. I used to have like the the red ball toy that you could play with. Yeah. And it would normally always guess what the hell you were thinking of, and I never really understood how it worked. Still, mm. was it just use the internet or something? And like, I guess I don't know. That was fun it though. Must. I kind of want to do it again, but it's probably not fun for the listeners at all. <laughs> I thought that was very good, Aiden. Good, good start to the show. So we go into the intro then. Our, our favorite you know, rap intro for MTV MTV's Fifty Percent Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. Cool. All right, let, let's hit it, Cutter. All right, press that button, Aiden. I'm pressing the button now. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 percent podcast. Whoa, now I've unpressed the button and and we're back to the show. Back to the regularly scheduled program. His finger is on the button. So today, I actually have points about today's episode, which we will get into shortly. So hopefully we'll be on track for an episode that's a little more on topic than last week. Although last week was a lot of fun. It was. I was. I'm halfway through listening to it again. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's just whack the shit we talk about. I was editing it and was like, "Oh my god." We talk. We talk about a lot of Doctor Who related stuff though, so it's it's still relevant, I guess. Yeah, of course. You know, if you send Doctor Who podcasts over here, folks, you uh, you know what you're getting into. That is damn freaking right. Where we review every episode of the show since the revival, and today we are reviewing the Shakespeare Code. That's season three, episode two. It was broadcast on BBC One on the 7th of April 2007. According to the Barb figures, this episode was seen by 7.23 million viewers and was the fifth most popular broadcast on British television in that week. Originally titled Love Labours One, the episode was retitled as a reference to the Da Vinci Code. In the episode, the alien time traveller, the Doctor, David Tennant, takes his new travelling companion, Martha Jones, Freeman Aguman, in her first, sorry, in her first time, in her first trip, Jesus, that was bad. In her first trip in time and space, they arrive in 1599 near the Globe Theatre in Southwark, where they meet the playwright William Shakespeare. Shakespeare is being bewitched by three witch-like carrionites to rewrite the ending to his play Love Labours One, so that the performers will create the right words to free the rest of the carrionite race from imprisonment. Connor. Uh-oh. Let's talk about the program. Okay, so first off, Aiden, jumping straight into it. This yeah, is a very on. controversial writer this week. Uh, uh, who, who do we have writing? Um, Gareth Roberts. Gareth oh, Roberts. Yeah. Mr. Capaldi hater. Isn't that yeah. right? And I believe, mm. I don't want to put words into his mouth. I know Dylan, Dylan messaged me and was like, uh-oh, you know, he's a bit of a fucking twat in real life. Apparently he's like, I don't know. Something, something bloody, something shitty. I don't know. But like, uh, I was, I was kind of like reading about it and I was like, oh, this is a bit dodgy. But, um, it's interesting that he wrote the second episode, I think. Uh, we kind of haven't really seen that before. It's normally like, uh, it's normally Mark or Russell. So I thought it was kind of interesting, especially for like the first, you know, proper one with, uh, with Martha. But, uh, I do love how, um. I do love how this episode fucking begins with uh, a, a man trying to get laid, pretty much. Like <laughs> he's like it's, singing. Yeah, it's relatable. To it's got it's got yeah. the audience and relatability. Yeah, it's a, it's a bloke. He's like singing outside someone's window. She's like, "All right, come up. It's time to doink." And he's like, "Oh hell yeah, like, I'd love to do that." And then mm. uh, I remember I remember um, watching this episode with my sister, and that we couldn't get past the first scene. Because she got scared and we had to turn it off and we had to skip to gridlock. What, so, when the when the witch is on the wall and she drops? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like that that scene. That scene, yeah. So um <laughs> so uh, goofy. Yeah, yeah. So that, that scene terrified my sister, so we had to skip. Like mum was like, We're not watching that one, we have to skip it and we watched Gridlock instead and I went back and watched it by myself. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a pretty standard episode. I'd never loved it. Um, yeah, neither. I, yeah, I do. You know, you, you know, you always say like you do appreciate how they do like a past, and obviously next week's a future. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it, the show 
it was kind of going back to the shows that uh, educational routes which of course they do a lot more in 11 and 12 but um especially 11 yeah it's but, not like particularly that educational other than just saying like william shakespeare is a person that used to write plays yeah um, you know you get to see like the globe fear stuff uh, a cool thing yeah, is, um, yeah i guess yeah was it love love labors one was like the yeah. play that notoriously went missing which is mm. pretty cool so like i like when doctor who does that like of course they do the kind of similar thing with agatha christie in a unicorn of the wasp when she went she she disappeared for a couple of days as well and they they yeah. explain that in doctor who obviously it's not really what happened but um what what that really happened what <laughs> i think it's cool but i don't think it's great i think the witches mm. are all right there's some cool like <laughs> there's some cool like costumes mother doomfinger it's pretty funny uh I like the scene in the uh, asylum. The ending's pretty, pretty exciting. With the queen. Uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And that. So that does that does that tie into Day of the Doctor? Uh, yeah, I was reading somewhere about it online somewhere. Um, but good lord, I don't remember where it is. Give me a second. You keep talking, and I'll have a look. Yeah. So yeah, I think that ties in. Um, it's a bit weird how. The episode kind of gets saved by saying Expelliarmus. And we hear the yeah. doctor go, oh, good old JK. And they mention really make sense, the final book. <laughs> yeah, they mention the final book, which is cool. Um, we get to see more cringy scenes of the doctor and Martha where Martha's trying to hit on the dock and he's like, oh, you wouldn't know, Rose. She went to another school, which is a good meme that went around Tyler's posting once. Uh, mm. He's still kind of like hung up on her. I think... It annoys me how they wrote Martha as a bit of a, like, a, you know, she can't, like, get over the Doctor and she continues not to until the end of the season. Uh, yeah. I, I wish she was, I wish she was, like, more strong because it kind of, like, lets her down. And I, I feel like, because I've, I've watched Gridlock okay. as well. I won't say much about that, but it happens there as well quite a bit. And the Doctor mm-hmm. just constantly kind of puts her down and it's, like, I think it's hard for the audience to try and relate to Martha when, like, they're trying to get over Rose and... It's almost like the writing saying you have a right to still be annoyed that Martha's a companion. It's a bit weird. I kind of got that vibe. That might just be me. Um, yeah. I like the whole Shakespeare thing. Uh, it's 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 a cool thing. I've I've never been massively into theatre. I think it's okay. We've actually started and played together, Aiden. So we you have. Know, we I wouldn't have. say starred. We featured it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got written into the script. We weren't even like characters from the script. That's but. right. We were the main stars, um, Aiden, please. Be more kind of yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it as much as I did as a younglin', but yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ending with Queen Elizabeth was Russell T. Davis's idea, who told Robert to make it a little like the ending of The One Doctor, which is a big finished production um, written by Gareth Roberts as well. Um, there you go. That's, that's what, what I read about that. Not as much of an interesting fact as I thought it was. Connor, would you like to hear my thoughts on the Shakespeare Code? I really bloody would, Aiden, if you don't mind. Mm, because a little bit of context is that me, myself, uh, Mr. Aiden Green, never really gravitated towards this episode this much. So, like, I always... Uh, as a kid, I never dug historicals. They were always my least favourite episodes of a series. Totally I don't know agree. why. Guess I was just, like, a naive young man. But as I've grown up, I've gen- I've, I tend to find them the ones that I prefer. Uh, quite often ones that are in, like, World Wars and stuff. Uh, some highlights to me. Um... Uh, but then I also love uh, sort of, what's it called? Uh, like Victorian London, like the this kind of thing, you know? Um, the Paternostra gang. I always say it wrong. But... gang. I love those settings. I love the creepy atmosphere um, of them. The creepy, the creepy atmosphere that the setting presents, yet it doesn't even have to be like a creepy episode. You know what I mean? Um, and I... I had a lot of fun with this episode, Cotter. Oh. I, I did not think I would. I thought I was going to watch it and be like, oh, that was all right. But no, Mr. Mister Cotter Hannum, I had some good fun with this one. I think... Um, Connor the, the hater. The third act, they were a lot of fun. Um, I, I, Yeah, the first act, I was like totally, totally uh, drawn into this setting. Um, I also loved the whole concept of witch trials and sort of that thing is so spooky to me as like a a setting um yeah because it kind of uh, did happen didn't it yeah the, the witch trials happened yeah yeah um yeah like it, it that's the kind of thing as well like it, it it does have that element of like oh this kind of actually did happen like if you were yeah. 
if yeah, you were like said that you were the wasn't... witch of the village, you, 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 your life would be ruined forever, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah it, it pretty fucked up what happened there. Um, I did feel the second act was a little boring. It was a little like, oh, we'll just go here and investigate this and that. And it got a little stale. And it also featured, like you said, that scene with the Doctor and Martha, which to me was definitely the lowest part of the episode. Um, I've got a great behind the scenes fact about that for yeah. uh, when we get to that segment. Um, but yeah, that, that scene was just so, so cringe to me. And I, I, it's just such a shame that uh, Freeman's character was written that way. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. Uh, she's written very well, um, very strong throughout her whole run on the show. But she just gets given this really shitty side arc about her and the Doctor. And every time yeah. it comes up, it's just a bit, it's so forced. And it's just so like, Martha's better than this as a character. And I, and I think it's kind of out of character for someone who's that strong to sort of be uh, sort of pulled along by this mystery man. I guess, I guess it shows her vulnerable side and gives her an element of vulnerability for the audience to relate to. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I just sadly, I do think it's kind of like what I was saying. Like, I know people were so hung up over Rose going, and I think the writing really didn't help her. Like, it didn't really help people get used to her because she was just being like, it was like, oh, she's just trying to be Rose and she's going to be like this yeah. forever and all that. And it kind of annoyed people, which is annoying, mm. but it's true. Yeah. Um, I love the lighting this episode. Uh, quite often when I talk about season three, I always think it's so unique in tone. There's something warm and cozy about it. Mm. Um, and I think that's down to two things. One is Murray's score, which is great in this episode. As always, is a Karenite Swarm is a great piece of music. It's fucking awesome. Um, but the second thing is just like there's certain episodes in this in this series that just have like a nice warm lighting, and with this being sort of a a fire lit episode by candles and and, and yeah. lanterns and whatnot, it sort of allowed this nice warm look to the show, um, which I thought was was really nice. It felt real cozy whilst also being real creepy where it needed to be, you know. Um, yeah, like I said, I love the era and the setting, and I think the set pieces were awesome. Um, we were talking uh, a couple of times in the historicals where it kind of feels like the historicals often the sets aren't being built uh like they they quite often the production design feels quite cheap whereas in, in this episode it definitely wasn't that it felt like a lot was put into this episode um and it looks really good it looks really good um I know. What, what, what do you think? Do you think it, it was sort of one of the best looking historicals we'd had just in terms of the Yeah, I agree. Had? Yeah, even like there's even that scene when they first come out of the TARDIS and it's like, you know, you get to see the whole like open area and stuff. You can see everyone walking yeah, around. Great. Even someone like chucks the whole load of like shit down and it hits the yeah. floor. I, I love never that. noticed Martha walks through that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't pick up that last time. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like, it, I do like the whole candlelight thing and I think it had. It did have that element, even even when I was a young lad, to like scare me. Like I said, enough that like we had to like switch the episode over because mm, of like yeah. it was instantly like even even that even that scene where like you know like at the beginning, like I said, like you know they go through what looks like a normal area and it, and it turns into like the whole witch's hut. It's like hell, creepy and yeah, again because yeah, that yeah. stuff kind of happened. You're a bit like, oh, that's a bit that's a bit weird. It's a bit dodgy, isn't it? bit spooky yeah mother doomfinger oh, my boo uh, yeah she's spooky eh? mother boo um, finger more like <laughs> <Shut the fuck. laughs> <laughs> oh man did you um, like the uh, villains this week you know i they're definitely corny and cringy but i had i fucked with it i just had fun especially the main chick um lilith uh played by oh. christina cole she is very um, beautiful she is a beautiful lady, uh, and she did a great job in her role, I, I thought. She did amazing. Yeah, she did. Oh, it has that classic scene, by the way, which we... That... I don't know, I've always laughed at it, because Dan came in one day, and he was like, oh, I rewatched the episode last night where that guy's walking, and suddenly he just starts, like, coughing up water. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. that's so funny. And I had to go back and rewatch <laughs> it, like, when I came home from school that day. And now, what? Fucking six years later, I'm I'm rewatching it. I'm sending the same photos to Daniel, going, "Isn't this a great scene? I love that scene. <laughs> it's actually it's actually really cool. Like the the it's pretty inventive. Like you know the whole uh, what are they called voodoo dolls? 
yeah, yeah. And they they knock out uh, Shakespeare. They take out one of the Doctor's hearts. Yeah, yeah. Bada boom ba. Cool. Bada boom. Oh, that's a great scene actually. <laughs> that that little thing there. I've oh, only got two one hearts. heart. How do you do that? <laughs> Bada boom ba. Bada boom ba. That's great. David's got some great like uh, rhythm. <laughs> like you know, uh, uh, last week he was doing the whole like. Shaking his leg and he yeah. was doing like that. And then this week he's doing like the bada bum and bada shit like that. Like, he's just got like rhythm to the sounds he's making. <laughs> also, uh, Back to the Future gets a cool reference, which is really cool. When was that? What, what was the reference? Well, uh, they, the doctor tries. Martha's like, well, hang on a minute. The world doesn't end now because obviously I was born in mm. 2000 whatever and he's like actually it's uh, a bit like back to the future yes yes, yes because like you know if you it changes here like you know that kind of thing i think back to the future gets mentioned twice i think it's the mm. first time that that uh pretty big time travel movie like that got mentioned with back to the future being one of my favorite movies of all time mm, as a young cool. laddin it was really damn cool Aiden. i'm not gonna mm. lie to you i can't lie to you i just can't okay. do it physically the words wouldn't come out no you couldn't do it could it no, not at all. Oh, crazy boy. How good were, um, I don't know, you might have mentioned this before, some of the, the VFX, like, they're obviously not great now, but I think yeah. they, yeah. I thought they held up really well. Especially, in particular, some of the, like, CGI shots. Sure, not, not so much just of, like, the stills of the globe for, like, setting pieces, but, like, the shots where, it, like, it, like, there was, like, a cool camera movement that, like, came down onto the village around the globe. Um... And then you'd see all the carrionite things like flying around in the sky. Going. They were some ha, ha, ha. cool shots. Um, don't you love how they? Uh, so they get at the end. They obviously get like saved to like the crystal ball, mm. and you see them again. You do. In uh, in Unicorn the Wasp. Yes. Like randomly, it's so weird. Like it, hit, it mm. only hit me the other day rewatching. I was like, hang on a minute. You see them again. It, actually, come to think of it, um, Gareth Roberts must have written that one as well, actually, because otherwise it wouldn't. I don't see why it would be in there, but well, they might have just done it as like a like Maybe. a funsy thing. I don't know. We'll find out when we get there in season four, um, folks. In season four, this episode uh, was directed by Charles Palmer, who directed last week, and like I said last week, I'm pretty sure I said he directs the. Family of Blood, yeah, and yeah. then comes back in series ten. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good direction this week, I thought. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then I also okay. Here's a good good talking point for us. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think? Uh, well, actually, I'll rephrase this. I think the Doctor was written really great this episode, the in doc? particular in the first half, and I think David's performance really well complemented it. Um, when he took Martha out of the TARDIS and they're sort of exploring uh, London and stuff, um, it just feels like he has a wall up where he's sort of like built a wall up so that he doesn't get too close to Martha. Mm-hmm. And whilst he still wants to have someone there, he doesn't want to have that relationship that he had with Rose. Yeah. Um, and it felt real, real. Like he was yes. a bit more blunter with what he was saying. That wasn't like intrigue and wonder. He was just sort of like, this is what time travel is, and here is a medieval city. It's pretty cool. I'm not saying he was a dick. He was nice, but it did seriously, like, there was some subtextual level there where there was, like, a wall, and I, I I thought that was really well executed. Yeah, I agree. I love, I really do love it. It's such a different dynamic from what we're used to, mm. and that's why I'm enjoying it so much, and, like, yeah. watching it quicker than I normally do, which I know is a bit cheeky, but um, mm. I... I'm really enjoying it. And I think, like you said last week, it's just a really good breath of fresh air. And I really do like how he is, like, holding back and stuff. And yeah. um, it eventually comes out into play. But you do get the sense that he's, like, you know, he's he's showing off. He's trying not to get too attached. He's just mm. holding himself back. And then, um, again, I do think it is let down by the whole romance thing. But even those scenes have some cool stuff to it. Like, you know, Rose gets a mention again. I, it's kind of yeah. cool how he's like you know, I do like how he says like you know if she was here right now she'd know what to say no that was dicky that's that was dicky I hated that I'm not saying it was nice of him to say I'm just saying like you know we're all fuck men we've shit. all said shit like that and not really meant it but fuck that shit Connor 
Aiden, real human. Well, he's not. Fuck that. What? I don't like. I don't like Dicky Doctor. I don't think it's great either. I just think that it's a. I just think it was a. It was a. A cool thing to say. I think it's a nice callback. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows that he's like being still. He's still not over it type thing. Yeah, and Rose gets two mentions. Even the uh, even one of the witches is like, "Oh, Rose," and he's like, "How dare mm. you? She she keeps me fighting." I'm like, yeah. "Bro, let her go already." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a simp. He is. The doc is simping hard. <laughs> Connor, I think it's time we move on to Australia's favorite segment. Uh-oh. It's good for the week. Oh yeah! Oh, so I don't think I have one actually. Well, here's the thing. Second week in a row. I figured out a way to make it so we do have one every week because I also didn't have one this week. Tardis Wiki. Tardis Wiki solves that, so we always have. So the the listeners don't switch off when they find out there's no goof of the week in a week. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. We have to keep the fans uh, satisfied. Yeah, we've got to give them their favourite segment. Australia's favourite segment, everybody. So, we have two production errors this week. Uh, the first is when Lilith is attempting to charm the Doctor. She strokes his face. In the first shot, she's stroking his hair behind his ear. In the next shot, she is touching his sideburn. And her uh-huh. fingers shifted behind her uh-huh. again in the following shot. You know what is so funny about that? Well, I was literally watching that scene and then I remembered I go for the week. I was like, oh, I don't have one yet. I've got about 20 minutes left of the episode. Maybe I should keep an eye out. Um, and I was watching that and I watched her put her hand there and I was like, oh, I'll see if it's sort of in the exact same spot in the next shot. You know, it's a close up. It'll be easy to tell. I still didn't fucking tell. Like, <laughs> I don't know hey, what happened you're, there. You're slacking these days. I am. I'm just getting too invested in the episodes. I know. Um, here's a fun I can't one though. You for that. A fun goof. Yeah. Uh, when the crowd is chanting, Author! Author! Which is a brilliant, fun scene, I thought. Um, a shot of one of the wooden beams has Bay J printed on it. This is part of the reconstructed globe and wouldn't have been present in the original. So they must have shot this at the actual globe that they created in, in London. No there was way. Like a, a rebuilt one there. Um, cool. I didn't actually know that yeah yeah um it says here in filming locations they shot it there yeah that's sick i did not know that very cool very cool that's very jazzy yeah so you don't have any uh you don't have any production errors or go for the the week this week no i i I actually don't maybe season three's uh stepping up a little bit and maybe they're actually like trying not to have any like every tv show should you know um they're, you know, it's 2007, the years are going on, the production value is getting up, they're getting more money exactly. into it, more time being spent on it, so I, I can imagine that as we go through the show, there'll be less and less goofs of the week, but uh, it's, it is still a program and it, it's pretty much impossible. Hey, okay, here's the thing, disclosure about this segment, is no matter what show or movie you look for, there's always going to be something like someone's hand not being the same shot in the next shot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, of course, know, There's yeah. always going to be that kind of thing. So I, you know, I, I just think it's a fun segment to look at those kind of things, you know. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. And Australia loves it. Yeah, it's Australia's favorite segment, Aiden. It is Australia's favorite segment. On that note, shall we move on to Australia's second favorite segment, Connor? I love it. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this thing. Alrighty, it's behind the scenes. <laughs> oh yeah. I love how you have no... Every time you do go for the week, you do like your... <laughs> but when I'm like, Australia, uh, behind the scenes, you're like, oh, fuck. I don't know what to do with this one because it's such a new segment. It's a I'll new segment. Go. It's a great Yay. segment. Yay. Is that just what you're going to do every week? Yay. Oh, fuck. I'll just edit that at the end of the sting. <laughs> so, I <laughs> so I don't even have to do it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so... Gareth Roberts' first writing credit. We know that. Uh, although he did write... Uh, Attack of the Grass. Attack of the Grass. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, he did. Mm. Uh, and he wrote in the novel Only Human, which I read earlier this year, uh, which is a, a, a Chris Eccleston novel with Jack and Rose in it. Um, is it good? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty fun. Pretty fun. I didn't know you read um, 
as I said earlier on, this episode's title was originally Love's Labor, Love Labor's One, um, which I thought was cool. Um, but by the time production, the title had changed to Theatre of Doom, which is definitely too cringy. Uh, but according to David Tennant's video diary shot during production and included as a bonus feature of the Series 3 DVD set, Tennant remarks that the title would likely change before broadcast, suggesting Theatre of, Theater of Doom was only a permanent title. That's Fear fun, of right? Mother Doomfinger. That's that's right. That's right. Okay. Here is the big one that I think was a, was very interesting and uh you know what it makes you think makes you think about our old man Gareth Roberts, all right? Okay. Okay. The scene in which the Doctor and Martha share a room was originally written to have the Doctor casually undressed to his underwear. And no. still obliv obliviously invite Martha to share the bed. It was rewritten as the producers and tenant thought it would be inappropriate. Ah. Oh. oh. <laughs> Roberts is a bit of a uh, bit of a kinky bastard, oh, isn't he? No. God. Mm. So his problems with like production have gone back to like season three. Yeah, it sounds like he just doesn't really quite get what the show is. <laughs> it's a sexual rom-com. He does write some some good episodes, you know. Um, yeah, I always I always liked his episodes when I was younger. I didn't know it was a bit of a twat, though, to be fair. Yeah, it does just sound like he's just got a bit of a weird side to him. Uh, but, you know, uh, in, in these days, there's so much of that stuff going around. We must separate the art from the artist. Um, yes, that's true. Yes. Uh yeah. Um, so filming for this episode took place from the 13th of August to the 15th of September 2006. They had like three weeks to work on that, which is uh, pretty good. And it was described by producer Phil Collinson as the most expensive episode ever because of the large amounts of CGI <laughs> and filmic in, filming in Warwick, Coventry and London. Uh, there was a lot of location filming, um, as you would be able to tell. And... Uh, like, you, like we said, a lot of production design was put into the, this episode and it wasn't done cheaply, so. Absolutely not, Aiden. Absolutely not. Um, oh, uh, one last little fact here for you. One shot of the Doctor and Martha looking at the globe was changed between the Series 3 preview at the end of The Runaway Bride and the final episode. The Edge of the Globe Theatre has been replaced with a CGI shot of a village and the distant theatre itself. Didn't pick up on that. <laughs> no, me either. No. Look at that. What a fun segment. I love this segment, Aiden. It always sends me. You learn everything you need can to I, know. Can I tell you a Barrison story? Uh, yeah, go on. About Doctor Who? And, yeah, go on. Uh, I mentioned last week, and I've mentioned a few times. I just think it's interesting, because I'm not going to be able to say this forever on the show, but mm -hmm. uh, we all know... I got shipped the DVDs and volumes, and that's why I watched yeah. them. This is the, the third episode in a row you brought that up. But we love it. We love it. Go on. Thank you, Aiden. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another story about it. It's Go pretty on. funny and cute and wholesome because it showed how much mm -hmm. I loved the show. But yep. uh, yeah, so I got sent it in pretty much two parts, like I said last week. Uh, first two volumes came one time. Third and fourth came another time. Mm. Uh, one season, there was five volumes. It might have been this season. Not too sure. Anyway, um, but I got the first two volumes and my auntie said she sent them off. And then from there on out, I was like constantly asking my mum when <laughs> like they would arrive. I wouldn't let it go. And um, I think it took about three weeks to get to Australia. And it was like the longest three weeks of my life. And <laughs> I would come home from school every day. And my heart would like race as my mum was driving up to Dude, our house. Dude, I know what you mean. Because I was like, oh my God, is it going to be there? Is it going to be there? And like, it was like disappointment after disappointment every day. <laughs> and then I remember it was a Friday. So in Australia, there is no post on the weekends. So if it mm -hmm. didn't come on Friday, it means I wouldn't even have a shot until Monday. And I remember it was a Friday and I we pulled up and I would never forget the excitement when I saw the uh, like the the big postage bag hanging out the uh, thing, mm. I like I remember grabbing it and like literally I just started crying. I was like, "Oh my god, it's here!" I was like literally <laughs> crying. I was so excited to uh, sit down That's and cute. finally watch some Doctor Who. 
I mean, this was only six episodes, but you know, still, to me, that was that was the world. I, I totally know what you, yeah. you mean. Like, like uh, I've said over the last few weeks, I would get the videotapes sent over, which um, I don't. I remember waiting for the Doomsday one. Like, like I said, I, I that was sent over completely separately that last episode. Um, but I, that's hilarious. That is funny. But my nana would always like buy the toys when she was out, and she would just like get a few of them, and then like maybe once a month send off a parcel like full of them. Um, I was a very spoiled young uh, grandkid by my nana, um, but she loved to buy them. And uh, yeah, so I would like, she wouldn't say when she'd sent one, maybe she'd tell mom, I don't know. Um, but they just sort of rock up. Um, and I just remember like every day when I get home from school, I'd just be like, could there be one today? Yeah, and then sometimes yeah. there was, and it would be in this, uh, this very distinct packaging. And to this day, my nana wraps uh, parcels for like birthdays and Christmas in the same packages and stuff and oh that's the thing she would get the Doctor Who Adventures magazines as well and yeah send them I, over I was there. about to say that mine I would always send the uh, Doctor Who Adventures magazine and so she'd cool. get my sister a magazine from the UK and she would put like a load of like English sweeties in there and I'd get yeah, like yeah, every nice. month like, like a package every month yeah it was so such a such a cool time to this day uh, whenever there's any form of parcel at the door part of me goes like ooh but then I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not twelve anymore. I don't get these parcels once a month. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got um, my iPhone 12 Pro is arriving either mm, cool. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And mm-hmm. again, a part of me is like that little kid again. It's like, <gasps> yeah, when will it arrive? Will it be tomorrow? Literally, will it be today? When You're I un- ordered unwrapping that, presents uh, from yourself. When I ordered that series one to seven box set on Blu-ray, because it took like three months to get here. I was literally like, from the moment it had been about a month, every day, I was like, could it be? Could it be? Could it be? Could it be today? There'd be a knock and I'd open the door and it'll be some shitty parcel for my, my mother or something. Oh, man. Yeah, we always get the, uh, one of our cats has had special food and like, mm-hmm. it's the biggest troll on earth because I hear a knock and I see a parcel and it's a box and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's just Daisy's food. Like, it's <laughs> every time I swear. She but, loves it. I do love getting parcels. I've got like two things coming in the mail. And I just get giddy. And in a couple of weeks time, I'm going to, like literally in a couple of days actually, I'm going to order my next, my uh, second last uh, Hilltop Hoods instrumental yeah, that's vinyl. Exciting. That's another thing that's going to come in the mail. And I just get giddy. It's like, it's presents from yourself. You got to love it, you know? You got to love you it. You do. I just love, uh, I don't know, just getting geeky stuff online is so much fun. Waiting for that it shit, is. you know? I felt like oh. such a nerd on, on Friday. I was waiting uh, for my friends to get ready and text me. So I had like I had some time. So I was like, I love Murray Gold. I haven't heard him talk about Doctor Who. So I want to like try and find some stuff. And I mm, okay. YouTubed. I YouTube like Murray Gold and I watched this like half an hour thing. And he was just talking about composing. It was so cool. And he was just <laughs> saying about how like in the first season he had like something ridiculous like two weeks to work on. <laughs> the whole of season one like russell was like i know it's a bit late but um i know it but like i love as well like how him and russell have worked on everything together since which is really cool shame Um, that years and years has never said have you watched years and years i know i really need to it's very 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 good it's very and it's very uh davies era who you know like it's very very good is it renewed or not because i saw only had one season no, it it only is one season. That's all it ever needs. Like it, it's it's told in six episodes. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't think Russell ever wanted to do anything more than that. Yeah, he seems to do that a lot. Cause mum, mum came out to me the other day. She was like, I watched something on Netflix that was written by Russell. You know that guy you watch like on Doctor Who. And I was like, you mean Russell T Davis? He's like, yeah, 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 him. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, was it was it years and years? And she was like, ah, oh, no, no, no. I don't think it wasn't. It wasn't called that. It was called like um a very British scandal, I think. But oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing. It was like it was like a one season thing. It was only three episodes, and I went. I, I looked at him like I bet my money Murray Scott scored it, and he and he did. Um, Amazing. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I just watched. Uh, yeah, I just I just watched him talk about Doctor Who, which was like really, really fucking interesting. And like he was playing, like he was just playing stuff live. He played Rose's theme. He played I'm the Doctor, and he finished. I couldn't believe it. He finished. Uh, like and the credits roll when he was playing um, Gallifrey, our child at our home. That's sick. 
which is an absolute bop, which we'll hear at the end of this season. Yeah. Compilation of uh, of us just singing. Murray. God, I feel so sorry for everyone to hear us sing Murray Gold each week. But oh, sorry, I was going to say you're welcome. Um, I was thinking today when I was driving to work. Remember when like um, we Dan was house sitting and we had Trevor over, and he was just playing Murray Gold. I was like, play Man of the Pompadour. He's like, yeah, sure. And he just started doing it like it was nothing. I was like, yeah, what the he, fuck? He's very good at just like no, because he he would listen to a lot of Murray as a kid. I don't I think know. He, he learned many songs. He he learned I'm Doctor and a few other things. Legit, piano, it sent me. I was like, I'll oh, play like Man the Pompadour. And he was like, sure. And I was like, yeah. what? You know that? And he was like, yeah. And he played it. And it was like pretty flawless as well. I was like, shit. Yeah. Crazy he was just times. very good at like knowing a song and then just being able to play it. Yeah, know? it was It was pretty. He'd do Doomsday. That was. Uh, yeah, it was. That was great. Pretty. It was like really like. It was a lot of talent. I'll just mm. say that. Talented guy. Um. Yeah, uh, I've listened to so much. Murray. I'm behind on all my podcasts because whenever I go for a drive at the moment, I'm just putting on Murray. It's Legit. so weird. Yeah, I feel that. It's so I, weird. I, I've been. Yeah, I'm a bit behind on my on my podcast at the moment as well. Yeah, I've just been. I uh, it my podcast I listen to are like two hours long, and like <laughs> I'm like trying to listen at work, but I've been I couldn't really do that recently. So mm. like um yeah, I've been listening to a lot of them in my spare time. But I only, I only, at the moment, I kind of only listen to H3, but H3 puts out like four episodes a week. Jeez. Yeah. So I have a lot to listen to each week and I listen to ours each week. I don't know why. Maybe it's like a vanity thing, but I think ours is so funny to listen to. And I have to listen to <laughs> one of my ones of Dan each week because I make the clips for that. Okay. So yeah, so, yeah I, I have to listen to quite a few episodes per week of stuff. But And there's a few others I listen to, but not every episode, just the occasional one from other people. But Yeah, um, I've got... Uh, what do I listen yeah. to? Uh, the Scrubs Rewatch show was great. Uh, they're in season three now. Um, and I'm like one or two episodes behind on that. Um, they usually do two a week, but they've gone down to one um, while Zach's doing some writing. Um and then they... No, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, there's a Doctor Who one I tune into, not religiously, but here and there, called the Big Blue Box Podcast. Um, that's just a nice one if I'm thinking about Doctor Who and I just want to chuck it on. A um, uh, new one that I'm into a lot recently is Roger Deacon's podcast with his wife. Um, mm-hmm. And they just talk to so many industry professionals and just gets you so excited about filmmaking and shit like that. I, I love that shit. Uh, script notes, talk about screenwriting. That's a great one great one um and i've been listening to all of david tennant's one as well which is oh, yeah. finished season two with billy piper's episode which is great good old david we it's love like, david it's like what else could he do oh, i'll just do a podcast no no right <laughs> podcasts are so like everyone has one nowadays like there's literally no there's like who doesn't have a podcast it used to be who? so no. like uh just like obscure if you had one yeah but now it's now, like almost fucked we just what had to uh, we just had to conform yeah so you got a podcast so is everyone <laughs> loser <laughs> you think you're special you're not <laughs> just saying so i did a cool thing this uh this last week actually it started a week ago today okay uh one of my friends at uni um guy called dan um, mm-hmm. he's probably my best mate at uni and, uh, he like watched, he was like a big, like David fan and, uh, he, uh, and Matt in particular, he loved Matt and then Capaldi, he like, he liked, but never really was like fully sold. Um, he didn't really like season 10 and then from season 10 onwards, he's not, he's not been with the show. Can um, you blame him? No. <laughs> um, but whenever I talk about the show, he's always like, oh, you're such a fucking fanboy," And like, I get like roasted for it. It's like, it's a meme. Um, but we just, for some reason, uh, had like an hour long conversation. I'm not kidding about Doctor Who. And we were both just so excited just chatting about it. Um, and then one of uh, our good friends, Casey, uh, was there as well. And she just like, uh, I don't know. 
she just was keen to listen and she's heard me and uh, she knows Xavier pretty well as well. Like they're, they're quite close. Um, Xavier is another guest that's been on the, on the show in the past to the, to the great listeners. Um, yeah. And so she's heard us talk about the show before. Um, and then we we'll, me and Dan were talking about the Vincent van Gogh episode. Um, and we were like, just watch it. Like just watch that episode alone. It's fucking awesome. Um, and then, and then I was like, no. And then we started talking about Midnight as well. And I was like, all right, Casey, Bang up. your task. If you ever want to get into Doctor Who, watch Midnight and Vincent Van- and, and uh, Vincent and the Doctor. Bangers. They're, these two bangers, episodes. Bangers, bangers, They're two great episodes, but also they both like Midnight shows how great the show can be at like sci-fi elements and how simple it can be, but being really good. Vincent shows how the show can really pull on your heartstrings. Um, so now I've been curating a list for her and she, she's watched those two. She loved them. She says she doesn't really have time to commit to watching like the whole show right now. Cause it's so big. Um, so I got her after that, I got her to watch blink. Um, and she loved that. Uh, and next on her list is the girl in the fireplace. And then I told her to try the fires of Pompeii as well. Cause that one's a little different. Um, but I thought still could be a good one to, to get her into it. Fires of Pompeii. Um, yeah. I just, thought, I just thought the ending's really good and uh, I, I've been showing her the more grounded episodes, um, if you know what I mean. So I think the Fires of Pompeii will be a good one to test how much she likes the sci-fi ones because she's just, quite a uh, sci-fi person. Recommend Hellburnt Next and she'll be sold. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> how to get someone to watch the show. Hellbent. <laughs> But that, this has also got me thinking, right? I was yeah. like, she knows that Pete's my favorite and I always call him Daddy Pete uh, and stuff. And Daddy. I'm like, I'd love to get her into some Pete, but there's only one episode that you can be like, this is an insane episode from Pete's run because well, Pete's consistently sent. great, but his episodes get fucked around. Um, and yeah, Heaven Sent. But the thing is, I, I don't think Heaven Sent is a good one to sell Pete on just because... There is so many external factors that influence that episode. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think you could just also, show someone it. It's not the most like exciting one to get drawn into because he's not versing like a crazy threat. Um, it's not. It's emotional for us because we like Pete so much, but it's only emotional if you really like the Twelfth Doctor. I think so. As a first episode, it's tricky. I, I think if you're gonna watch Pete, you just probably should just go from Deep Breath. I think. Yeah. Um. I've always wanted to show uh, my best friend Mitchell, I've always wanted to show him Blink, because it's been like a running gag since I was like a youngling that we'd always like joke about how much like Mitch hates Doctor Who and he'll never watch it. <laughs> but I always wanted, and he's agreed to it, we just haven't done it yet. It's not like he's not mm. going to do it, but I really want to show him Blink. I think we were going to watch it in uh, Margaret River when we went down, but we didn't. So yeah. I really want to show him that. I think that's a pretty cool episode to watch just even if it's just a one-off because i know he won't he won't watch it no matter how much i ask him to so i'm yeah. like if i can show him something which is a bit weird because it is a doctor light mm. <laughs> but you know i think i think it's he's still in it obviously the doc's still in it but um i, I really want to show him that and be like actually what did you think because come on you gotta like blink everyone loves blink i don't know anyone doesn't great. like blink. i'm looking forward to it a lot it's a shame i rewatched it a few months ago <laughs> I know, but I'm keen. Like uh, when I was listening to some Murray in the car today, I'll rewatch it. Suite came on. Yeah, and, that's uh, brilliant. It's so recognizable. Yeah, it, it so is. Yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch it, obviously. Because uh, I, I want to say I've re- I'm not gonna like. I don't know if people know this, but we do watch them. Like we actually rewatch them every week. Yeah, yeah. We're not Even though we don't them. necessarily have to, because we know them pretty well, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, we 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 watching each week, and whoever comes on has to do it too. Yeah, it's the rules. Like I said, season three, uh, Shakespeare Code. I haven't watched that much, uh, but in particular, Gridlock and this Dalek two part of that coming up. Didn't really watch that much as a kid, so I'm I'm yeah. very excited for the these next two weeks. I think they're gonna be some some swell episodes. It's gonna be good to have a two parter because uh, I just want more Who, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm might, sick I of might, not being able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I might actually watch Start the Dark 2 Part tonight, because I, um, I watched Gridlock I'm at sure. like 2 2 a.m. Saturday morning. I came home from the city, and I was a bit tipsy. 
I was like, what would send me right now? And I just thought about that final scene in Gridlock. I was like, ah, I want to watch that. So I yeah, sat and watched Gridlock. I, I, had a, I had a whale of a time. It was really fun. Mm. So I'm really Even enjoying like, watching uh, Human Nature, Family Blood is another two-parter that I, I barely watched as a kid. Didn't really I'm like it as a kid. Gas to rewatch that. But um, a couple of years ago, or last time I watched it, whenever it was, maybe like four years ago or something, um, I remember watching it and being like, fuck me, this is so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one of my favorites. Oh, it's good shit. One of my most nostalgic ones as well. And you know me, I, I love a bit of nostalgia. So yeah. I think I'd say that and the final I'm most excited to watch. Mm. Because I mm. think the final is really cool with Jack coming back. Um, despite what Russell says, it is a three-parter. Um, yeah. Me and Aiden, we briefly spoke about this. We don't know if we're going to do a three-part final or if we should I, just I do we, uh, Utopia. I reckon we do Utopia separate because I think uh, we'll get Dylan on for Utopia. Yeah, sure. Our our biggest fan. Oh yeah, and also um, we can uh, we're running out of episodes quite quickly, and you know Connor's worried about that. So <laughs> get ready for a sarcastic comment from Aiden in three, two, one, go. It's like you think people care. That's really mean. <laughs> I keep asking Aiden to show me the body stoinks. That's why I call stocks. Well, because they're not necessarily, like, great, but they're just, like, you know, it's cool to know people are listening. Show me the stoinks, Aiden. Um, well, our estimated audience on each episode, uh, so that I guess that's, like, the average, is about 23 individual listeners per episode. Uh, that's not bad, considering we started, like, a few months ago. Yeah, and it's a kid's show from the 2000s. Um, stoinks. Yeah. Uh, also... Sometime, because I am loving this show, and I want to put a lot into it. Um, I'm, I'm going to get myself a podcast, Mike. I've got to, I've been doing a few uh, freelance gigs on the side. That's going to pay me some decent money. So soon you've got to hear me not... Ju- like, I'm not doing this through a shit mic right now. It's a, it's a Rode shotgun, shotgun microphone, but it's not a podcasting mic, you know? You can't do that ASMR shit with it, so... Well, um, um, I, I noticed recently, uh, I actually kind of want to get one. The, the Blue Yeti, which is what I use. Blue Yeti just released a new mic. It looks pretty swift. So I might actually cop one. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, because I'm, cool. I'm doing... I'm starting this uh, final show I want to do. Mm. And... Um, depends. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted what I want to do with it. So it depends if I need to get some mics for it or not. But uh, I'm kind of excited about that. That's all I'll say about that. But um, yeah, is they got... this anyway. new... Um... This this blue one, or um, oh no, when did this come out? I don't know how to. Anyone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know when it came out. It looks it looks it looks very different to mine. I don't know if you know what mine looks like, but it looks very different no. to mine. You can actually see the volume of your mic on it, which is pretty cool. But I can see the volume of my mic anyway from my laptop, but still. Yeah. I record on uh, Audacity. If anyone is interested in that, you I, have I'm the interested. audacity to do that. Oh man, the audacity! Charge me up and put gas in me. Gas, That's a bro. Bit of storms if you, Mitch. Uh, not Mitchell. Uh, wow. Sorry, too many you. friends, folks. Too many friends. Wow, you're just so popular. Not I just really. hope one day I could be like you. I've got a few mates I'm very close to. That's about it. Yeah, well. I've got I've a heard. lot of friends on the side who I love yeah, to see. Yeah, all side hoes. Uh, sure. Oh, one of my friends hit me up and was like, I want to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, I'll help you. Ah, that's cute. Thank you, Aiden. You know what? I'm like, I know, I, know one, I know a guy who's retiring. His name's Aiden. <laughs> I'm not fucking retiring. I'm just... I know, I'm joking. Oh, I'll fight you, honey. Aiden, Aiden the donkey. Oh, hold on. Is this this, this Yeti X? Yeah. Yeah, it, it came out recently. That's looking very tasty. How much is it? I think two hundred, but it could be American dollars. I'm not sure. Yeah, like they've never been. They've never been expensive. The Blue Yetis have always been so good for price, and they always sound amazing. Like my one was like a hundred bucks. Like that's that for the quality. Yeah, it, wow. For the quality it produces, it's so good. Um. Mm. Just watch a little tutorial about how to like work the gain and stuff. Um, I bought a pop filter, but the one that you're going to get has a pop filter built in, so you won't need one. 
and I got a little mic stand off Amazon for like fifteen dollars. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know if I'll have one of them for my. It's amazing. Sorry? Just because my my setup at my desk, I don't think I'll need one. Um, you can get little stands yeah. for it though. Like, I think it comes with stands. So you'd be fine. Yeah, if it comes with one, because obviously I don't just want to hold it. Yeah, it um, should come with a stand. In all the pictures, they seem to have stands they come with, so that's pretty cool. Oh, you got to. <laughs> I've got to do it. And we also confirmed last week, live on air, that we're going to go two episodes in December. Are you still feeling confident with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am, because you know what? I, 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 I'm watching it so quickly, I'm going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> now I won't. I I know. I, I I do feel cheeky about doing it. I won't watch. I'll watch the dark two part of this week, but I won't watch any further from that. Okay. Cool. It's nice I to know you're excited. Ahead, so. Hey. It's nice to know you're excited about it. Yeah, I'm just. I'm really excited to have like someone who's not roast. To be honest, I just been. Wa- <laughs> I watched season one and two so much. Like it's nice yeah, to watch yeah. a season I haven't watched in ages, and I'll have the same from here on out. I think. Yeah, it's quite um, quite refreshing. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to rewatch it. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we will we will be doing two a week. I don't know when we're gonna, when we're gonna start that. Like a couple of weeks. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, maybe we'll start um filming them. But we'll uh, have to if we if you want to if you want to get for Christmas, Voyager down. Yeah. We we'll have to time it properly. Yeah, I'll I'll do the math and figure out when we need to release. I think you said second week of December. I might be wrong though. Yeah, something like that. I'll I'll yeah. have a look into it. Connor, It'll do you have fun. any final thoughts on the Shakespeare Code, my good friend? Um, I thought it was pretty standard. I've never loved it that much, to be honest. I think it's it's pretty standard for me. But I enjoyed it a lot more than I did when I watched it last. But I haven't watched it in ages. It's one of those episodes where like, I would never watch it if I was just trying to find an episode to watch. Mm. Um, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't sat down and probably watched it for years. But I thought it was just okay, to be honest. I, I didn't really have a lot of fun with it. Some cool scenes. Um, it's a bit weird knowing the ride's a bit of a twat. <laughs> but good old JK. Good old JK Connor. What is your rating on the Shakespeare Code out of 10? It gets for me a 4.5 out of 10. You kidding? Nah. Really? You never go that low and you don't sound like you hate it that much. Yeah, well, I didn't enjoy it that much. I, yeah, I'm trying to be a positive person these days, Aiden. Yeah, but Aiden, I'm, yeah, I'm, too, I'm too kind to the show. I, I, let, it, I let it slide on so much shit. So when I don't I think you went episode, soft in season it. two. Hey? I think you went soft in season two. Yes, dear. I because did. Because this is, this is the lowest score you've given since... Sorry, it's the same... You gave it the same score as Fear Her, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, but to be honest with you, I probably en- I enjoyed Fear Her more on like a comedy standpoint. Fuck me. God, uh, I uh, think that this episode is far better all right, than 4.5. Right, right. No, no, no. I changed it to a 5. You don't want to change it because of what I'm saying. I changed it to a 5. I was going to say 5. Maybe 4.5 is too... Right, I'm going to give it a 5. A 5, okay. lock it in. 5. 5. Oh, I've got to figure out if 5... I, I have uh, this, this thing color-coordinated... Uh, five is, I think, a yellow, or is it a green? And it was oh. all yellow. It was all yellow. You're Have I ever showed you this document that I use? Oh yeah, your skin and bones. Have I ever, ever showed you this document that I have? No, I really want to see it, eh? I'll, I'll send you a Snapchat after the show. It's pretty extensive that keeps track of everything week by week. Show it to me, baby. Yeah, boy. So, I think this episode was far better than I remember. And even though I... I, I don't know. Even though I feel like I enjoyed Smith & Jones more as a kid, I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed watching Smith & Jones. Smith & Jones, I gave a 7. I'm giving Bruh. Shakespeare Code a 7.5. Bruh. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, going to be interesting with a gridlock coming up next. Like I said, one I never liked as a kid, but it does have that great scene at the end, and it's Russell's favorite episode he's ever written. Um, and That's also, crazy. Uh, I, I think there is a lot of like the low-key love in the fandom for this episode. Some people hate it, and some people love it. I thought, um, I thought, um, I thought Steven yeah. said it was his favorite that Russell did. Oh, it might have been that way, right? No, I think it was... Ah, I don't know. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, staying alive, staying alive. alive. Ah, 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 staying alive. Aiden dies, Aiden dies. If you don't, I, I, own, hit, follow, hit, follow, a car, ah, ah, will 
hit him, hit him. It will. Follow us on Twitter at 50 Doctor or Hannah Mac. Oh, 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 fuck. I fucked up my own rap. Oh, Look no. Look at that. Oh, Connor, you just say it. I'm so disappointed now. Okay. That's all right. So am I. Uh, you can follow oh. us on Twitter at 50 Doctor. You can follow me on Twitter at Hannah Connor. And you can follow Aiden at Aiden GG Pro. G- Did you say GG Pro? <laughs> I actually don't remember yours. Isn't it just Aiden Pro? No, no it's Pro. Greeny underscore Pro. Just, it's it. just Greeny Productions. But like... Greeny Pro GG Pro. Sorry. Yeah, follow at- me at GG Pro on my new Twitter account. Um, YouTube channel coming soon for it. GG Pro. Um, or you can follow us on YouTube at Greeny Who. Although I don't suggest that because Aiden doesn't update the fucking episodes. So Shut no the point. fuck up. If you want to do any of the... the- the, any of this behind the... If you want to edit things, if you want to... Just come at me, Connor, all right? You can fucking do it. Actually, I don't trust you to edit the, the raw episodes. That's my baby to do. Excuse me. Okay. This is why I don't... This is why I don't chaffle with it, because you would say some shit like that. Connor, all I'm saying is you got two podcasts. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, no. Yeah, I get it. You do the clips now for For A Laugh. But for a long time, Dan was editing that podcast. Yeah, too. but no, no. To be fair, our podcast literally—it just edits itself. It. I know it does life. now because you got a fancy thing. Yeah, well, you know, it's not my fault. I—I've always done the clips, actually. Aiden, by the way, uh, and also, Dan uh, doesn't upload to his channel each week, so. Uh, called Connor. out, Daniel. Called out, Connor. If you do want to watch my other podcast, it is For Our Podcast. You can find every episode of that on YouTube, actually. I'm going to start bleeping it out every time you promote it. It's my rival podcast. You've been on it. Connor, Connor, what was the, what's the show? What's the other podcast you do called? Stop my nuts, Aiden. <laughs> no, what's it called? <sighs> You've been on it. Connor, what, what's it called? Tell me what's it called. For Podcast. Sorry, I couldn't hear it over the beep I added in post-production. For Podcast. Well, sorry, what was it? For podcast. Can you, can you say it louder? For a laugh podcast, 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 for a laugh podcast. podcast. Have fun believing all those out, Aiden. For you'll, you'll have to message me at Connor. I still didn't get that one. For a laugh uh, podcast. L- listen. <laughs> listen. I love you. You too, boo. Come back on the For a laugh podcast. <laughs> I won't you believe that one. You're going to fun believing them out. That one was wholesome. Thank you. No worries, Connor. <sighs> Listeners, thank you so much for listening. I know we ramble a lot sometimes in the in the ends of the episodes, but that's what we're here to do. I hope you just enjoy the, the witty banter that uh, Connor and I, the host of For Life Podcast, present. Wait, what? We host no, this I said thing? Bruh. What? Bruh. Whoa. Bruh. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Connor. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Week in, week out. It is good fun. I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to gridlock. It's really great. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's fucking it? Yeah, that's actually my whole review. Don't even tune in next week. <laughs> I have a lot more to say about it next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to drinking some eggnog with Aiden at Christmas. Great episode. With a bit of Jameson added to it. Mm-hmm. Well, more than a bit. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Maybe Aiden can come to the pub with me afterwards. Aiden never sees me outside the show. He literally texts me hate messages saying how much he hates me. <laughs> and how much he doesn't want to see me. <laughs> I'm not denying I haven't anything. gone to the pub with Aiden Connor. since, like, fucking Feb. What was that? I haven't gone to the pub with you since, like, February or some shit. No, but to be fair, the only times I do anything social is on the way back from shoots. Because I'm... I'm a busy boy. On Friday and Saturday nights, I do my internship. So it's just literally like, it's like 10 p.m. on a Friday night and we just finished our internship. And we're like, I guess we'll just go to the pub for an hour before we collapse. Like, Did I say this on the podcast? Whenever you, when you were texting me, not texting, when you were Snapchatting me, you're at the comedy lounge. I thought you were just going to see shows. Oh, really? Did I tell you that? <laughs> Did I tell you that? I just got really addicted to the comedy lounge, I guess. Yeah, I was like, why are you going so much? Like, you kept doing it every night. I'm like, damn, Aiden's really getting into comedy. I was like, I didn't know you liked comedy that much. <laughs> Do you, like, when you're filming, is it hard not to laugh? Uh, sometimes. More when the unpredictable things happen. Because I see a lot of the same acts multiple times. Um, and a lot, a lot of the things that you think are, like, uh, spontaneous really aren't. Right. Um, 
which kind of gets rid of the magic a lot of the time. But then again, you do get people like, uh, no one in the UK is going to know what we're talking about here. Um, Kath and Kim, the, the guy that played Brett, uh, so he's a, he's a pretty big actor in, in Australia. Um, he did a set um, last weekend, which was really cool to see. Um, you know, I got to film a star. I was within a meter with him, operating a camera on him. Like, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. And he was hilarious. And uh, I've seen two of his shows, and they both, like, whilst they were the same in terms of format, his crowd interaction is literally what run it. So he just improvised the entire show pretty much, you know? Like, he had a couple of bits he would talk about um, and do the same ones, but I'd say a good 50% of it was just based off of working with the crowds and stuff, which was just awesome to see such a, a talented man, you know? 50%. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you see people bomb? Oh, yeah. That's really bad. Uh, that would make me cringe. I honestly, that makes me mm. stuck in... Wait, do you get to see like a lot of new acts? Uh, sometimes. On Thursday nights, there's a thing called, uh, Gong Night. Nearly said Bong Night. Uh, Gong oh, Night, Oh, so if where... you don't, if you, like, flop, they gong you off. Yeah, like, people hold up signs that say, like, Gong, or Go Home, and then if there's, like, a few of those signs up, then the MC will gong you, and you That's get sent so off. That's so fucked. It is. And literally, the first thing we ever shot was a Gong Night there, um, and the first, like, two people fucking failed hard and I it was so awkward and I was like what have we gotten ourselves into but there is some hilarious talented people there I'd recommend going to the comedy lounge Perth City uh, you if know, you want to sure see I Aiden kind of your favourite your second favourite host of the 50%.2 podcast and he said for our laugh podcast what that Aiden that's right um, you know obviously not the favourite host Daniel Aid, who seems to run the show whenever he comes on oh hold on we, we get Dan on next week don't we it's gridlock. He wanted to do gridlock. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, because he said, he said, um, I'd like to do it. And I, and I kind of just like, was like on the, he literally said on my podcast, the For All Our podcast that we shot on Saturday. He was like, yeah. am I coming on for gridlock? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> we'll get him on for gridlock. We'll get him on for gridlock. Uh, cut up. Let's sing. Oh, Okay. Get your ruler. Oh, Aiden beat ruler. me to it this week. You knew it. You just knew it, didn't you? Oh, Aiden's, Aiden's on Why did this it. take us so long to wrap up the episode? Hey? It took us so long to fucking wrap up the episode. I feel like we did our scores 30 minutes ago. Uh, no. <laughs> Cutter, sing. Right. Sing, baby, sing. You just love hearing my voice. All right, ready? That's it. It's so... So soothing. Thank That's you. why I love to edit the show. Thank you. It's my and favorite a one. And a two. And a one. It, it, it's Aiden and Connor's podcast. They're doing Doctor Who reviews. Do Doctor Who reviews. Got it, Aiden. <laughs> why do we why are we so weird what is wrong with us i'm gonna get kicked out of my house one day fuck so. <laughs> 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 me i am ending this show now cut it